friends. Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. This is Mark and my wife Victoria. We're evangelists and we are coming with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you and we are glad you joined us. We're in the middle of a series. We're talking on seven different realities or truths that will elevate your faith. I know when I got a hold of these realities and they began working in my life, I saw my faith go to another level, a greater certainty, a greater assurance, a greater um, confidence and an awareness of my authority in Christ, my dominion in Christ because of what He has done. It's all about what Jesus has done, not what we have done, but what Jesus has done. If you will remember, if you've, um, if you've joined us in the past, if not, we would encourage you to go to our website at Impact Today. Dot TV. You can subscribe to our, um, our podcast or you can go to YouTube and we have all of these ep episodes are uploaded there and they will be a blessing to you. Subscribe and tell your friends about it and uh, feed your faith and starve your doubts to death. But if you'll remember, um, those of you who have joined us, uh, we began talking about these seven things and the first thing, the first truth, the first reality is you need to come to that realization that God's Word is exactly what it says it is. It is a revelation of God to us. It is God talking, speaking to us. He lives in His Word. His Word is truth. It's real. It's faithful. It's all-powerful. It will change your life as you feed on it, believe it, Act upon it. God will do great things in your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, the second thing uh, that we discussed is the reality of our redemption. When redemption um, is more than just a creed to you, but you realize it's truth. It is something that has happened. It was bought and paid for by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, things will be different for you. You won't try to uh, struggle to get the devil off of your life. You just you you understand that um, the price has been paid, and you've been redeemed from his kingdom, and you no longer have to put up with him any longer. Praise God. Mm -hmm. The third truth is the reality of the new creation that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are, if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. You are a child of the living God, a son of God, a daughter of God. Almighty God is your very own Father. And He has come to live inside of you through the Spirit. And His nature's in you, His life, His abilities, all inside of you. You were created in His image in true righteousness and holiness. We're talking about the new man on the inside, the real you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in this body. Um, 
the, your body's not the real you. The real you is your spirit. And that's the part of you that is born again when you pass from death unto life, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. The fourth truth is the reality of righteousness. How to receive it and how to walk in it. What it really is, what it really means. As we quoted, Romans 5.17 says, To as many as receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. You reign as a king in life when you receive the gift of righteousness. Now notice, a gift is something you receive. Not something that's developed. It's something you receive. Mm -hmm. And through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God Himself became our righteousness. Jesus became our righteousness. And the most staggering thing of all, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that we have become the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is awesome. When you understand these things, when they're built into your heart and they're more real to you, the reality of them is, more, is on your heart, on your consciousness, you will rule in life. That, that doesn't mean you're not going to have any problems, but in the midst of the problem, you know you win. Mm. You speak and things happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for these truths. Yes. Amen. In fact, I'm thinking of a verse right now, because remember, we're talking about all of this in the context of a higher level of faith. Listen to what um, Philemon says, if you would. Philemon there's only one chapter in Philemon. And notice what it says here in verse 6. It says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. See, by the virtue of the fact that you're in Christ Jesus, God has put things inside of your spirit. And the more you acknowledge these things, the more you become aware of these things, the more effective your faith becomes. The using of your faith, as well as the sharing of your faith with others. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. That brings us to number five, Victoria. Mm -hmm. What is it? The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When the, the presence of the Holy Spirit, His indwelling presence is more real to you when you're more aware of the fact of the truth if you're born again that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you mm. wow victory is yours amen amen as one man says the Holy Spirit didn't come in to live inside of you to be a hitchhiker a spiritual hitchhiker he's there for a reason to help he's there to help you amen so let's just talk about this for a little bit this is the climax of redemption. We were redeemed for the very purpose of being indwelt by the Holy Spirit so that we could become the temple of the living God. God did not deal with you about sin and, and forgive you of your sins just to forgive you of your sins for the forgiveness in and of itself. He wanted the sin to be removed so He could live with you. Mm. He wants to live with you, live inside of you. And so, 
When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He comes into you, into your spirit. God puts you in Christ. Christ is in you. And this all happens by the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But the Bible clearly shows us and teaches that there is a second experience subsequent to our salvation. And it is called being baptized in the Holy Spirit or receiving the Holy Spirit in His fullness. With that in mind, I want you to go, if you have a Bible, we encourage you always to, uh, if you can, look up these verses while we teach you. Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 12. Notice what it says in Acts chapter 8, in verse 12. It says, but when they believed Philip, this is one of Jesus' disciples, a follower of Jesus who, who becomes an evangelist. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Now here we can see they believed the message of the gospel. They were baptized. So we know from the scripture that the Samaritan people here that we're talking about, they were saved. Because Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. They believed. They were baptized. They were saved. Amen? Amen. But then, if you go to verse 14, notice what it says. And when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them who... When they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Right. Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 12, says, But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Verse 14 says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who... When they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. So we see here in verse 12, the Samaritans, they had received uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. They had believed the gospel. They had been baptized. So that means they were saved. But now the church at Jerusalem, they, the leadership, they send the apostles, Peter and John, to them. And they saw what was going on. And notice the first thing they did. The first thing they did was to pray for these new believers. Right. That they might receive the Holy Spirit. And they laid hands on them. Mm -hmm. And they received the Holy Spirit. So, so we see two different things happening. Yes. First, we see them being born again. And yeah, when you're born again, the Spirit of Jesus Christ comes to dwell in you. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ comes to dwell in you through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you do have the Holy Spirit. And, but then you see a second thing happening. Mm -hmm. You see the apostles coming lay hands on them so that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. I like to say it like this. Jesus Christ is God's gift to the world, and then the Holy Spirit is God's gift to His church. Amen. Amen. It's two separate experiences. Yes. Here's another example in Acts chapter 9, verse 17. It says, And Ananias went his way 
and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, that is on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now in this account, Saul, he was on his way um, to persecute Christians. Mm -hmm. he, was, uh, he, was, he, was a, he was Jewish and he was in the Jewish religion. And he was on his way to persecute Christians because he didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And he was gonna have them put in prison, possibly put to death, some of them. And then uh, Jesus appears to him on the road. And the glory of God was all around him and he fell down to the ground. He was actually, because of the glory of that light, he was, his, his eyes became blind, not with the disease, just being overcome by the brilliance of the light that emanates from the Lord Jesus. And uh, meanwhile, so, he, so he's, he's being guided around for three days not able to see, but he has accepted Christ now. The Lord Jesus is his Savior. Right. And Jesus sends a man by the name of Ananias to lay hands on him, to pray for him that he might receive his sight mm -hmm. and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice, after Saul had become a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, God still wanted him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And then in Acts 19... Verse 1 through 7. This is Acts 19. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Amen. So here, Paul, he finds men he thought that were believers. They were, he thought they were Christians. Now mm -hmm. it says they were disciples, but don't let that throw you. The word disciple just means student. And uh, so dis you can't assume every time you hear the word disciple, you can't assume disciple of Jesus. Disciple just means disciple. Student. Student. And so he thought that they were disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he asked them this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believed? Mm -hmm. And they were like, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. And then he's like, well, wait a minute. If you haven't heard of the Holy Spirit, how were you baptized? Because Jesus had said in Matthew 8, 28, Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he knew if they were believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, they would have heard of the Holy Spirit. They would have heard of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so he says, well, then what, unto what were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. He says, oh, okay. Well, John, he came to reveal Jesus. He came as a predecessor to the Messiah. And they believed 
They believed on Jesus, they called on his name, and he baptized them again into the name of the Father, mm -hmm. Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says then he laid hands on them, and when he did, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Amen. So once again, you see a second experience after salvation. Right. They believed the gospel, they were baptized in water, he lays hands on them, the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they speak with tongues, which is the evidence that one has been filled with the Holy Spirit, at least the initial evidence. Right. Praise God. I like it when you, when you describe it like this and you say, you know, in your home, you can be playing music in one room. There's music in the house. Mm -hmm. Well, you can crank it up so that the music fills the whole house, mm -hmm. that it's coming out the windows and you can even hear it on the street. Yes. There's music in the house, yes. even when it's just in one room. But, but when the house is full of music, mm -hmm. it flows out of the house. Yes. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. When you're born again and Jesus comes to live inside of you, you have the Holy Spirit. He's springing mm -hmm. up. He's in you in a measure, springing mm -hmm. up like a well. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, He fills and floods you, mm -hmm. and then He begins to flow out of you like yes. rivers. Amen. Amen. Well, let's make this very clear. You don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues to be saved. Right. No. But this is an endowment of power for service. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit because He has come to be a helper. Now, that brings up a point here. There are many Christians who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and they have spoken in other tongues, but they seem to stop right there. It's like that's the doorway into the fullness of what God has for us and we just come to the door and we stop. We speak in tongues a little bit and we stop. But God, there's more. And the point that we're trying to bring to you here is if you're going to walk in a higher level of faith, you need to become aware of the reality of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. There's more to the Holy Spirit uh, than just speaking in tongues. Right. He's a person. He is a person. So it's more than just an experience. It is an experience. But a living person, the third person of the Godhead, of the Trinity, He comes to live inside of us Amen. and He's there for a reason. Yes. So it, we would encourage you to, to feed on Scripture the truth of God's Word about His indwelling presence. I know in my life there are, there are certain times when I began to think about more, ponder more, read about speak over, meditate the, the truth, the reality that I am indwelt by the Holy Spirit, that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when I did start doing that, I tell you there's an awareness of God that came into my life that was stronger. Um, things change when you're more aware of God. Amen. Listen to these passages of Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Verse 19, notice what it says here. It says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body 
and in your spirit, which are God's. See, many people, they're not aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit's inside of them. Mm -hmm. You know by the way they act, (laughs) by the way they live, by what comes out of their mouth. But did you know if you'll spend time praying in other tongues, if you'll spend time meditating on the truth that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that it'll affect the way you live because you're aware of Him and He is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 6.16 says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them Mm. and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. Did you hear that? There's been times in my life where I'll just say that verse over and over to myself. Maybe I'm lying in bed on my back meditating on the word or going throughout the day. I'll say something like this to myself. I am the temple of the living God. He dwells in me Mm. and he walks with me. And I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. I am the temple of the living God. He he dwells in me and he walks with me. I've heard of John G. Lake. He was a man of God who God used mightily to to bring healing to the masses and uh, just used him in some very unusual ways. And I heard he'd get dressed. He'd get not in the back in the day, all preachers they wore a nice suit all the time. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd have a suit on. He'd go look in the mirror, and he'd point. He'd point to himself in the mirror, and he would say, "God lives in that man. Mm-hmm. God lives in that man." He'd just say it. God lives in that man, and then he'd just walk out of his house with the awareness of who lives in him. God wants you to become God inside minded. What does that mean? God lives inside of you. He wants you to be mindful of who is in you. Your life will go in the direction of what is the most dominant, predominant image in your mind. If you're constantly thinking about the fact that the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, your life is gonna go in that direction. He's going to lead you more. You're going to be aware of Him more. He's going to guide you. He is there to help you. Listen to this. John chapter 14. Notice what Jesus said. John 14. We'll just start with verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Then He says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever the spirit of truth. Now that word truth can be translated reality. The spirit of reality. When we're aware of the Holy Spirit, spiritual things become more real to us. Mm -hmm. The realities that we've been teaching you these, these last few weeks, the reality of God's Word, the reality of redemption, the reality of um, the new creation, the reality of our righteousness. These realities, these truths that we possess because we're in Christ Jesus, the more aware of the Holy Spirit you are, the more of a fellowship you have with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of reality, the more real these things will become to you. It's awesome. So he says this, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. 
that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of reality, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you just don't, you don't just have an experience. Someone has come to live inside of you with his power, mm-hmm. with his authority, and he is there to help you. He's there to show you things to come. He's there to teach you. He is there to guide you. He is there to strengthen you. And the more aware you are of him who lives inside your spirit, the more help you're going to have. Amen. Amen. He just needs your cooperation. I've been saying this to myself a lot. I, I mean, I'll, sometimes I'll say it to Victoria. I said, the Holy Spirit lives in our spirits and he knows everything. everything. He knows everything about the past. He knows what's going on right now in the present. And he also knows things about our future. And Jesus said he would show us the future. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God thank you, for this mighty Holy Spirit. But as Victoria said, before you can receive the Holy Spirit, you have to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage you to do that today. If you haven't accepted Jesus, today's your day. The Bible says now is the time, the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Let me encourage you. Receive Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior. And if you do, all your sins will be blotted out. They'll be forgiven and you'll have the gift of eternal life. Glory. Say this after me right now. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. You're the Son of God. You are the Son of God. I believe. I believe. You died for my you sins. You died for my sins. You rose again. You rose again. You're alive today. You're alive today. Therefore, Therefore I confess you. I confess as you. As the Lord of my as life. As the Lord of my life. I receive you. I receive you. As my Savior. As my Savior. I repent of my sin. I repent of my I sin. I come to you. I come to you. And I ask you to forgive and me. And I ask you to forgive and me. And as you promised. And as you promised. Give me. Give me. Eternal life. I thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my salvation. Right now. Right now. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Dear friend, if you prayed that with all your heart, your sins are forgiven. They're washed away clean. Jesus is your Savior, and you're now a brand new person in Christ Jesus. You have his righteousness. That is awesome. We love you. We 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 believe in you. We know God's Word is working mightily in you. We want to encourage you. Go to our website, impacttoday.tv. Tell us what's going on in your life. Send your prayer request. We will pray for you. We love you. Until next time, stay in the Word. God is good. Impact Today made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.